Hi, we're the Rices. We've been married for 12 years. We have six kids from the ages of nine to zero, and we're full of passion to raise a household that serves and honors the Lord. And we want to encourage others to do the same. Everybody and welcome back to season two, episode two of the podcast. We are talking today about reflecting and then repenting to your spouse. This is our conversation about marriage and what we think may be one of the most valuable things that we have learned. We've learned to hold our hearts humbly before the Lord and to ultimately serve our spouse. Now, our whole theme of Raising Rices is to be raising households that serve the Lord. And we have to tell you this, that we firmly believe that a solid marriage is one of the first keys to parenting. I I think in our culture today, a lot of people say, my kids come first. But I think the biblical view would say that your marriage comes first and then your children because that's the biblical order of it, that without a healthy marriage, you really aren't caring for your children. That that is one of the most important examples of the gospel and models of the roles of men and women that leads by example your children. And clearly, obviously, the foundation of our marriage and of our parenting and of literally everything, if you've listened to any of our podcasts so far, is our relationship with Christ. Right. That first, then our marriage. So our conviction is this, that we are sinful people who have made a covenant together as husband and wife to become one flesh and that we must hold all parts of our life and especially our marriage before the Lord, submitting to his word in all things. And again, if you listen to our last episode, we talked about using his word as a mirror to reflect on our life. Yeah. When when we talk about holding our hearts before the Lord <clears throat> um, and then serving your spouse, it's a wonderful way to picture a mirror because we are looking first at ourselves not to be served, but what we can do to reflect, repent, and then ultimately serve our spouse. Yeah, so let's jump right into the character of what we're developing, because I yeah. think you're you're headed that way. Yep. And that first character trait that we want to be building first is reflection. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, if I'm upset with the situation, it is always so important for me to examine the condition of my heart first because frequently, often, most of the time, the fault is found there first. I, when I'm talking to my kids about conflict and one child comes in um, to report or tattletale about what has happened, I try to use this um, illustration, a visual illustration for them to see what is transpiring when they are casting blame at someone else. And so if you can just picture this with me right now, since this isn't a video, let's say you're pointing at someone, right? You have one finger pointed at that person and you are upset at that person. I tell my kids, okay, 
Look at your hand. How many fingers are pointing back at you? And the answer is all the rest. <laughs> all the fingers are pointing back at you and one is pointing to someone else. And that is just like the scripture in the Bible that says, take the plank out of your own eye mm -hmm. before you look at the speck in your brothers. Right. So this isn't to say, as we're talking about reflection, this is not to say that the fault of whatever it is, is always only your fault. No, 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 no. Yeah. Right. But it is to say that that is where our hearts need to start. Yes. If, if, if we're in a marriage together and neither of us ever reflected on our own hearts before the Lord, mm -hmm. then we would constantly be playing the blame game, right? Right. You don't do this enough. You don't do that enough. I'm not happy when you do this. And then you would come to me and you would say, you always do this. You always do that, right? Yeah. And that would not be a biblical approach to our personal lives with the Lord to be reflecting on what our sinful heart condition is first. And truly, truly, if you look at the mirror, if you look at the plank in your own eye, if you look at the mirror, you are creating a humility yep. within yourself to be able to bridge the conversation. Right. Yeah, that's huge. And that is our next character trait yeah. that is developed. Right. So our next character trait is humility, right? Mm -hmm. So much of where I get tripped up is thinking that if I do these things, then I deserve whatever it is I want back, or I deserve a certain response or action. But ultimately, that can be revealing a heart of selfishness or pride, thinking that I'm owed something, mm -hmm. right? And so to have humility is to have humility before the Lord and to have humility before your spouse, to be willing to say, hey, the, this is where I have made a mistake or this is where I am working on dealing with sin in my own heart. Yeah, and we can all recognize that <clears throat> when you bridge a conversation with someone because you were upset about something and first confess or you know humble yourself to um, show them a vulnerable state, then the conversation is going to start well and go well, mostly, you right, know, yeah. like if I come to Darren and I was like, babe, I am really struggling with some selfish feelings right now. And so would you help me work through this emotion? When this happened, this is how I received it. Then he says, Yes, I would love to help you. Right. And then ultimately, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't realize that when I said that, it made you feel that way. I, and, and I will take note of that so that next time, you know, we can work through this differently. Yeah, and you kind of tripped right there into repentance, which is another character trait, right? Right. So that even if we feel like, like if I feel like I was the one being wronged or not considered, but I acted sinfully in the way I responded then I need to go and repent for that sinful action in, in order to start the conversation with an attitude of humility and an attitude of repentance, right? Because who first I'm responsible for myself, right? Taking right. the plank out of your own eye first. And so that, that's exactly the example Marissa was talking about, where you can identify the sin in your own heart, go to your spouse, repent of that sin, 
right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it resulted in outward expression that was unloving or sinful towards your spouse. That's such an important place to start that conversation because it's a godly place to start that conversation. Right. And you know what? We've been talking to our kids about this a lot, too, about what is actually sinful and what was just somebody getting their feelings hurt. Right. Right? And I think that when we bridge the topic of repentance, we need to remember that some actions, you know, are us receiving it the wrong way. No, yeah. Yeah. It it might not be that somebody sinned against you, but it might be that... Because of the sinful pride or the sinful selfishness in your own heart or, or the, the whatever sinful desires in your own heart that you might have received the actions of the other person in a way that was, in fact, you sinning, even though you thought they were committing some offense against you. Yeah. And so that was sort of my example, yeah. right? Like I come to you, it's <clears throat> me that's hurt. And I'm recognizing that you weren't sinning against me by what you said. I just received it in a hurt way. But still, there's opportunity for repentance for those unknown hurts. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, was, it was an unintentional offense, maybe. And and you can learn and grow from that as a spouse, right? You can learn and grow to like love your wife better or love your husband better. But that doesn't mean that what you did was a sin. Right. But it it promotes a good communication, drawing closer together. Yeah. That I know that we've experienced in our marriage because of these types of conversations. And communication is exactly another character trait that is developed when we reflect and then repent to your spouse. And communication, guys, I know you're probably just like, yep, everyone says, (laughs) you know, communication is key for a marriage. And you know what? They're right. They're right because we do not have telepathic vision into each other's brains. Yeah, and we're just <laughs> created differently. You so know, different. like the things that are important to Marissa are not always the things that are important to me, and vice versa. And so, yeah. if you're not communicating about those things together, then how do you know what is important to the other person? Like, like you don't. You're you have an opportunity to be missing it. And. The key thing about communication, about expressing either expectations or desires or things that, you know, upset you and doing this without hard feelings being built up, being built up. Did you hear that? Like, do it right away. Don't like a month later be like, well, for this last month, I've been feeling this way. No, do it right away. That's why it says do not let your anger go. (laughs) Do not let the sun Go down on your anger, right? Right. That way you can address in a calm state what is going to best serve your family and ultimately your marriage. Yeah, it, it is an opportunity, right? As as we're brought together into one flesh in marriage, it's an opportunity to just continue to grow in Christ, but continue to grow together. Yep. Like, I think marriage is the most sanctifying relationship that you can be in, right? Because that person sees all of your faults, they see all of your sin, and they have the most intimate, consistent opportunity to 
um, encourage you and to exhort you and to correct you. And you have the most opportunities to practice your sanctification journey with that person. They're your safe person, mm -hmm. you know? And so usually our safe people get the most ugly side of us. Right, yeah. Yeah, we are the worst to them sometimes. Yes. But with communication, with humility, with repentance, and with reflection, the goal is that that person, being your safe person, will not be your punching bag, but actually will be your, you know, crutch, your support. Right. Not in a bad way, but, yeah, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, but, but your, your person who comes alongside you to help you to grow in Christ, to repent of the sins of your heart, and, and to be really being sanctified to be growing in him. So wait, I got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Darren and I will be married almost 13 years. Yeah. Crazy. Coming up here this summer. And I don't know. What do you think? Like two months ago, we had a huge communication situation <laughs> that mm -hmm. rhymes, where Darren came to me and he's like, I think I need this, you know, can you help me type mm -hmm. of thing? And I just think to myself, that's that's almost 13 years. Right. <laughs> and we're still doing this. So will you arrive? Oh, I don't think so. No, I don't think you'll arrive either. So remember to reflect, repent, humble yourself, and communicate. And then repeat. Right. Yeah, repeat. <laughs> and what's the challenge, right? What's the challenge in all of this? And I think we've talked about it a lot. But it's that our sinful nature promotes a selfish prideful heart yeah right that is that is the core battle that we are fighting so much of the time in everything yeah in everything but so much in relationship with other people yeah right is just that selfishness and so i think it's important that you follow the biblical roles of men and women and we didn't really talk about that a lot in this because we wanted to emphasize the the gr spiritual growth aspects of the marriage and the spiritual growth together was reflecting and repenting in humility and having good communication we wanted to emphasize those things and maybe we'll get into the biblical roles of men and women in another <laughs> episode but let's this is our challenge to you in your marriage just use the word of god as a mirror to reflect on your own heart and be sure that you are approaching your spouse with a repentance for your sinful heart, not pointing a finger at them saying, if you did this better, then I wouldn't feel this way because that's kind of the backwards way to approach it. Yeah. So reflect, humble yourself, repent, and communicate with your spouse. And then, like we said, do it on repeat. Will it always go well 100% of the time? No. But the Lord asks us to be above reproach. And so if mm -hmm. we are being responsible for those steps in our own lives, then we are submitting to the word. Absolutely. So like this with any of our conversations, we hope that you're encouraged. Please follow along. Share this episode with some of your dear friends who you think could use some encouragement in their marriage. And like and subscribe. Always follow us on social media. We're happy to message you there if you have any questions or follow-ups. And we hope that you are encouraged and blessed today. All right. See you next time.